Hey, welcome to Optimize Your Body with Martin Silva, where we talk raw, uncut facts to truly help you optimize your body. Yo, so here we go again. You would not believe this, folks. I basically recorded this podcast yesterday, and it was all sounding a bit weird. For some reason, I couldn't put my finger on it. It was really quiet. And anyway, editing it up, messing around with it. And you know what? I just got to a point then where I thought, man, this is taking me like two hours and it still sounds like shit. Take the hit and record the podcast again. <laughs> right. So it's only a short and sweet podcast as well. That's the funny thing. Um, but um, I've spent more time messing around than I, than I actually have recording the thing. So let's get into this. Reverse dieting and how to be built and how to build your metabolism. So I've been getting a lot of engagement and a lot of traction on my Instagram regarding, you know, reverse dieting and building your metabolism back up because obviously I've just competed. Now, I just competed for the first time in about three and a half years. I had a a little break away from the stage. And long story short, I brought my best, really satisfied what I brought to the stage. And you know what? It was the smoothest prep ever up until the last two weeks. And then it got graft. I was getting really smug, right? You know, when you're thinking, oh, man, do you know what? I know my body so well. You know, everything's going so great. This is smooth. I'm healthy. Optimize your body and all that, right? And then it got to the last two weeks, people, and it just went downhill. And then I remembered, oh, yeah, this is what happens two weeks prior to the stage is when you start getting really, really dull with the intricate details and your body really starts feeling it. You know, at that point, I've been in a calorie deficit for about eight weeks, nine weeks. So uh, all in all, it was like a 10, 11 a week cut. And anyway, I've just competed uh, a week and a half ago and I didn't get the result I wanted. Um, And I'm not going to go too much into that, into the details, right? But the bottom line is I'm happy because I brought my best. But that's the end of that, really. It didn't go the way I wanted it to go. And that is, that's competing for you, right? It's subjective sports and say no more. <laughs> um, yeah, so moving on to what I'm doing now. I'm, I'm currently reverse dieting after a show. Now, what is reverse dieting? Reverse dieting is when you are slowly trying to boost your metabolism and build up your maintenance calories again. And what I mean by that is building up your metabolic rate again, because you've got to bear in mind, when you're cutting down, whether you're trying to get lean for a hot, you know, if you're in a calorie deficit is what I'm trying to say, for a prolonged period, uh, whether you're doing a show, whether you're doing it for a holiday or a wedding, wherever it is, it's a lot more extreme, a lot more damaging on the body, obviously, when you do it for the stage, especially male competitors, because we get down to, you know, I got down to about three, four percent on the calipers. There was nothing left of me. You know what I mean? So when you put your body through that, your metabolism obviously slows down because, you know, it's it's a survival mechanism. Your, your metabolism will slow down to accommodate the stress you've put it under. You're not feeding your body enough. So why is it go why is your resting metabolic rate going to charge and boost up like it would if you were feeding it a decent amount? lifting weights properly, and all the rest of it. So what you've got to do after a show is you've got to ideally reverse diet out of it and slowly but surely start increasing your calories again. Now, this is a lot easier said than done. Let me tell you something now, people, right? 
I personally think it's a lot harder reverse dieting. Now I'm more in tune and I'm really focusing on what I'm doing post-show because it's just as important, if not more important, what you do after the show with the reverse dieting and the psychological element which comes into it as well because you do get post-show blues. Uh, And I had that last week. I was feeling really, really low um, mentally. It was probably a few things that come into it. Obviously, I didn't get the result I wanted and I I felt personally a little bit hard done by, you know, but that's just me. That's my own perception. Um, but it wasn't just that. It's your, you, all your hormones are well out of whack. So, you know, it's going to take me at least four to six weeks to balance my hormones back out because, you know, you've put your body in a lot of stress, your testosterone levels are low, you know, and I'll mention the other hormones and stuff now as, as we move forward. But yeah, reverse dieting is essentially the diet after the diet, right? Now, how grim does that sound? But you know, you've got to bear that in mind, people. If you're not feeding your body and looking after your body, whether you're not getting enough sleep or you're not feeding it enough or whatever it is, it will tell you, right? And one thing it will do is it will go into that survival mode where it will slow your metabolism down if you're putting your body under a lot of stress. So where am I at now? I'm boosting that metabolism, boosting that metabolism again now, right? I'm trying to get my... Um, metabolic rate back up. But the main thing is I don't want to be gaining too much body fat, right? And that's not for vanity reasons, right? Partly is, obviously. But your body is primed to store fat after a show. Primed to store fat because, once again, you've starved the body, so it is going to hold on to whatever you feed it, um, you know, as much as you can. So, but on, on the flip side... It is amazing the benefits you get when it comes to lifting weights and building muscle after a show. The muscle building effect is insane because you start feeding your body again and it responds by, you know, building muscle or storing body fat, which is why, you know, and this is this podcast is is out to anyone, not just people competing, because um, if you've cut down for anything in the past, whether it's like I said, a holiday, a wedding, uh, whatever that is, right, you must slowly introduce foods again and boost because it's very very easy to want to go back to eating how you were before but what you got to remember is before you start dieting what you got to remember is your maintenance calories are lower now right because you've tro- dropped weight for a start but also because your metabolism slows down so your maintenance calories are lower than what they were so if you were to go back to eating how you were before you started this shred cut diet whatever you want to call it you're going you're gonna to store fat a lot easier and put weight on. Um, and, and not to mention the psychological element to it, as I, as I uh, brushed over earlier. Hormones, certain hormones are out of whack, right? Leptin, which is the hormone, the satiety hormone. It, it's released from the fat cells and tells your brain when you are full, and when to stop eating. Now, studies were done, right, on on just normal people, right? There's only 48 people. It's a six-month study. They've been in a deficit, uh, I believe, the best part of that six months. Um, And the leptin levels reduced by 44%. Now, that's a long time to be in a deficit. Pretty silly, really. However, they've also done a study on um, male bodybuilders where um, 10 weeks of extreme weight loss, exactly what I've just done, actually. So this is relevant. And there was a 28% decrease in leptin. Right now, that is not good because then your 
It means your brain doesn't know when you're full, right? And again, going back to the survival mechanisms, I found this a battle this week for the for the whatever reason it is. Obviously, those hormones being out of whack are going to play a massive part in this. Um, because I've had like three binges this week. Um, whenever I tend to sit down and eat, um, I do find it very hard to stop. And yeah, so reverse dieting is quite a battle. And not to mention the other hormone as well, ghrelin, which is the hunger hormone. Um, there was a, in the same study on, on, done on bodybuilders, male bodybuilders, leptin decreased by 20, 28% and ghrelin increased by 26%. Um, and this is three days prior to a competition. So post-comp then, those levels don't normalize and balance out unless you reverse diet properly and start looking after your body again. Uh, as I say, for generally at least four weeks, it's going to take for your, your hormones to balance out. And I don't even take any gear, any steroids, right? So I'm one of the, one of the few natural competitors that competed in my class. So, you know, I don't have to worry about, well, obviously my test level is going to be low, but I haven't got to worry about coming off and going back on wherever it is, you know, uh, post, what's it called, a PCT, a post, um, or whatever they take after they've taken steroids to normalize home. I've, for me, it's, it's you know, it's, it's hard enough being natural is what I'm trying to say to balance out your hormones again. So this whole process is very common, especially within the bodybuilding world, because obviously we want to slowly normalize, but we also want to get back to, you know, building muscle and we want to stay lean with it because the last thing you'd want to do, I've done this before many a times, you go on outrageous binges after a competition, um, especially when I had a really bad relationship with food. And, you know, I would, in one week before I put on like 10 kilos easy, you know, a lot of that is water retention, but you know, you're going to put on a significant amount of body fat and you just don't feel good then, you know, mentally you don't feel good. Um, but yeah, you know, it's all, it's all about health really. Now for anyone listening to this, what do I mean when I say, uh, building your metabolism? Let's just talk about what this is right now. Your BMR, your basal metabolic rate is just to break it down pretty, just to simplify this. It's the calories your body burns to keep you alive. So, or to keep all of your organs, you know, functioning efficient, efficiently. Um, and that's where lean muscle tissue comes in really, really handy. You know, muscle tissue is expensive. It costs your body a lot of calories just to keep that muscle tissue on your body, right? So, you know, a pound of lean muscle will burn anything from, oh, it's, it's quite a big gap, between about 15 to 40 calories uh, per pound of lean muscle. 15 to 40 calories. It could be, this, there's so many variables from person to person, but the bottom line is lean muscle tissue burns calories just to keep that muscle on your body, which is why you should make it a huge, huge focus to have strength training as part of your lifestyle, right? Even if it's twice per week, because this is what I'm doing now. Minimum effort for maximum results. That's what we're all about and optimize your body because we see people in this, especially when you go online on social media and within the fitness world, no days off and grind and you've got to train really, really hard. And, you know, don't get me wrong. There is a place for that. But the bottom line is we want to look great and, and have a great looking physique. But we want to have health and we want to be able to maintain that. But we want to have a life with that as well. So minimum effort, maximum results, two times per week is all I'm doing in the gym at the moment. Well, give or take. So I'm doing two full body 
Um, heavy lifting now I'm doing because I haven't done that for a while. So heavy lifting, strength training, three to six rep range, full body, twice per week. And then I will do maybe one um, additional weight training session in the gym, but it's just focusing on like my posture muscles and stuff, weak body parts. Uh, and all, all the other four days, then I'm just doing band work, resistance band, full body band sessions, take me about seven to 10 minutes. It's like a circuit I'll do, but it's low intensity. So I've got a medium resistance band. I'm not going hell for leather. I'm just stimulating my muscles. I'll pick five exercises and I'll do them in quick succession and I'll do three to four rounds. You can go and check out these anabolic pump up uh, band sessions. I have them on my YouTube channel. Go and check me out, Martin Silver Fitness. Go subscribe to my YouTube whilst you're at it. Um, and and you, can, you can just throw them in because, you know, you want to spend, like I said, if you enjoy training in the gym, great, but you want that work-life balance, right? So um, that's all you need to do. Two to three full body, purposeful weight training sessions a week. And that's where I'm at now. So if you make that a focus, right? You make that a focus to really make your gym sessions purposeful, um, and whilst I'm saying this, shameless plug, go and get the fat loss free fat loss fundamentals guide from our website, right? Optimizeyourbody.com. We've got a four week uh, training plan in there. It's, it requires you to train three times per week, full body. And if you do that, you'll get great results, right? Um, so that's what you want to make your main focus because 70%, up to 70% of your total daily calories burnt uh, are done just to keep you alive. Basal metabolic rate. Then you've got roughly around about 20%, which is NEATS, they call it. So it's non-exercise activity thermogenosis. Essentially, that is the calories you're burning when you're not aware of it, when you're cleaning the house, when you're fidgeting, right? When you're taking the bins out. All these things, right, all accumulate. In fact, so most of your calories burnt manually, right, by you moving, are going to be when you're not aware of it. So always think about that, right? Which is why I always say to people to invest in a Fitbit. Now, um, most, like you, when you're moving around, you know, if you've got a job, most people do have sedentary jobs where they're sat down for most of the day and without having a wrist piece to keep them accountable, you know, the average person is doing about 4,000 steps a day, right? Now, that means that's around about 30 minutes, let's say, of walking a day. So the average person is spending more time stuffing food into their mouth than they are actually moving, right? So that's why I always say to clients, and even especially people who uh, I get competing, because it's an easy, small win. Get one of those wrist pieces and make yourself accountable so you can increase that, um, that neat, right? The, the, the calories you're burning when you're just day-to-day. Then you have eat, right, which is exercise, activity, essentially that is the allocated cardio, the allocated um, cardio and exercise, it could even be weight training, the exercise you do when you are aware of it, right? Roughly about 10% of your output is going to be from that. And then you've got 10%, which is the the TEF, the thermic effect of food, which is why we always say what you eat is very important. It's not just calories in, calories out. Different foods are broken down differently in the body and they have a huge effect on the way you feel and all the rest of it. So eating a a decent amount of protein, adequate protein. So when you eat meats, try and have protein with every meal, right? If you're a vegan or vegetarian, right, obviously then, you know, you can take supplements or you can get, try and get your protein for other sources such as your legumes and, you know, the amino acids you get in quinoa and hemp's, uh, hemp-based hemp products and all that kind of stuff. Um, but unfortunately, bottom line is 
leucine and the important the important amino acids such as leucine and um, glycine, all these amino acids that you get within meat, um, um, uh, they have a different effect in the body. They stimulate protein synthesis. And without going too much into that, try and have protein with every meal, right? Keep the protein intake at a decent amount, and that is going to um, cost your body more calories to digest. And the same goes for healthy plant-based foods such as vegetables, right? And high, high foods which are high in fiber, the same thing happens. Your body has to work pretty hard to digest those foods, and therefore they have a high thermic effect. So all of these things make a big difference when it comes to building your metabolism. So it's not so much you've got a slow metabolism. A lot of people say, you know, my metabolism's slow, or this, that, and the other. In reality, most people have an underdeveloped metabolism, and that is most people. Even physique competitors that have had... Um, do a show for the first time and they're like, you know, I want to compete. And I've had to say to a few of them, listen, like you're going to have to put a bit more time into building your physique more and, and building the metabolism and integrating some more healthy habits such as moving more, um, you know, because that's what you want to do, people. You want to integrate the, the movement into your lifestyle. So you don't have to do cardio. You don't have to grind out cardio whenever you overeat or what it is, whatever it is. Just integrate into your lifestyle. Add an extra 20-minute walk into your day or walk after every meal. That's a great, great habit. Really helps the digestion. And, and, and you know, tribes, sorry, tribes, uh, people have been doing this for, you know, ancient, ancient times, for millennia. Um, it's a very healthy thing to do to walk after you've eaten because gravity helps you digest the food. Also, it boosts your energy levels and stuff as well. So, so don't underestimate the power of doing a 20-minute walk every day or walking after every meal or just generally just moving more, right? Because the compound effect of that will have a great effect on your metabolism and your, your overall calorie output, right, without you even having to think about it. So I guess the key takeaways for building your metabolism are... Focus on building muscle, um, lift weights properly as well, do it right, and increase your daily movement. Focus on eating um, a high-protein diet regardless because that is, yes, going to have a little effect on your metabolism, but it's going to blunt appetite. It is the number one satiety macronutrient, protein. Okay, fat is number two. Carbohydrates is the bottom of the list, right? If anything, carbohydrates and especially sugar and you know, refined sugars obviously make us overeat, right? Um, it's, it's a lot harder not to overeat when you're eating a high carbohydrate diet, in my opinion, uh, depending on what carbohydrates you're eating and stuff like that. So that's why you need to have adequate protein. And then not to mention sleep as well, which is going to have a huge effect on your metabolic rate. And, and the decisions you make with food, studies have shown this as well. Even one night's poor sleep can have a big effect on your insulin sensitivity, and especially those hormones I mentioned earlier. Leptin, the satiety hormone, decreases rapidly when you don't sleep very well, and the ghrelin, ghrelin, which is the hunger hormone, uh, tends to increase, which makes you more hungry and make uh, you know, worse decisions with your food. Um, yeah, so reverse dieting, I'll summarize that as well. Now, Right now, I am eating around about three meals a day on average. I'm still doing intermittent fasting where I tend not to, generally most days I don't eat early morning, 
break my fast a bit later. Uh, I wouldn't recommend that to most people because if anything, that has been uh, triggering more binges for me because obviously I'm not feeling hungry in a fasted state, but when I do get a chance to eat, um, boom, it's, it's, I don't think that's helping. So I've stopped doing as much of that now. But yeah, my movement for the show, uh, leading up to my show, is about 15,000 steps a day. Now I'm probably averaging around about 10, 11,000. Um, so my, so that's another thing with the reverse dieting. Obviously, you, you generally your, your steps are going to decrease, not for everyone. But for me, I had to allocate an extra 30 minutes of walking into my day to get up to 15,000 steps. For some people who compete, maybe they naturally hit those levels with their activity. Uh, but for me now, I'm just doing 10,000 steps. So obviously, if I went back to eating what I was eating prior to start, starting my cut, which was like 4,000 calories a day, I would put on a whole lot of weight really fast. So, um, and that's really not good for your body, for your metabolism, and obviously for your mental health and energy and all the rest of it. So right now I'm um, averaging around about three and a half thousand calories, and um, I'm just going to slowly build that back up, and I'll, I'll get up to the four thousand mark in no time because I'm doing um, I'm going to do our program now. Another shameless plug here. <laughs> now I'm doing our uh, our version one program, and I'm doing the strength training phase, which is a three week phase. Maybe it's a four-week phase, and I'm lifting hard and heavy, and that is one of the best things for your metabolism. Really uh, puts strain on your nervous system, um, and and sounds quite harsh, doesn't it? But obviously, it does put a stress on your body, uh, but your body responds in a way which uh, which boosts your metabolism. So yeah, that's where I'm at right now. So if anyone is listening to this and you've done a show or you've cut down for something, and you're thinking, oh, you know what now? I've gained weight really fast or wherever it is, you know, the, the key way to do it is to slowly but surely um, start increasing your calorie intake again. And I can't stress enough, eat whole foods most of the time. Eliminate or significantly reduce any processed foods. That includes protein bars and protein shakes. You should only have a shake if you really need it. Most of you can, or all of you pretty much can get your protein intake just from eating adequate amounts of meat. So, you know, it's pretty straightforward. Get your veggies in, um, rotate your food um, because the whole foods will keep you fuller for longer, boost your energy levels. If you're eating processed foods, it's very hard not to overeat, let alone if you've cut some of those food out, foods out for a show or for wherever you've cut down for. So that is a wrap. And with that, I do have a few slots available right now for my online coaching packages where, what do we do? Just so you know what we do, we have the app, Optimize Your Body, and we integrate, we, we sign you up on the app and we integrate your training programs, which are obviously specialized based on where your goals are, and your nutrition plan, and um, obviously your macros and calories. We integrate everything into the app and we keep you accountable. So we guide you, we check in with you every single week, and um, I get great results. So, um, so yeah, feel free to check it out on the website. Our, you know, what we offer in terms of our online coaching, or just, um, just, just drop me an email. Admin at optimizeyourbody.com is the email. And yeah, one more thing, we have 50% off the program that I just mentioned then as well, the training program, which I'm currently doing. Um, if you decide to purchase it, just enter discount code, optimize your body at the checkout, you get 50% off. We're robbing ourselves at the moment. And is there anything else? No, sorry, I'm quite annoying today. My voice is actually annoying me. Um, yes, it's a wrap. Thank you.